Hello, welcome. Thank you for thank you for coming to watch uh, this Wellbeing Wednesday. My name is Ali Payne. I am a certified life coach. I'm a certified relationship coach, and like you, life has been very interesting since this whole global pandemic. I have spent years, uh, 14 years as a professional coach. I've been speaking and leading workshops for 10 years before that and was really, you know, in a rhythm. I was doing my thing. As a certified relationship coach, I had actually worked within corporate and also with entrepreneurs to help them understand how to really take their leadership to a new level by better communicating and attracting the right team and building a really positive culture. And, you know, I got called a business coach as well for lots of years, which is kind of funny because truth be told, I have never taken a business course in my life, not a single one. That's okay. And I, so I'm working along with business owners and, and corporate and, and, you know, I do what I know. That's what I know. And it's always been relationship coaching, even though that's not what people like to call it. Cause that just sounds weird. So it was safer for people to call me a business coach. So April 1st happens. Yep. And there went half my business. <laughs> it wasn't as funny at the time. It's still not funny sometimes. It has, this pandemic has been, it has impacted people in a lot of different ways. Some have been really positive. Some industries have, have flourished. Some people have jumped on things and innovated and done incredible things to truly thrive in this time. And for others, it has been a really challenging time. For myself, I did a pivot. I've always been a relationship coach uh, and that's always what I've loved. I, I love the dynamic of people. And not only because I see how incredible it can be when it's constructive and healthy and goes well, but because it literally breaks my heart when I see so frequently what happens when it's destructive and it's so painful and it goes wrong. <laughs> and I decided that what I was going to do with my business was pivot. And I was going to pivot to be a truly, to be a relationship coach, no more business, because it's not my heart. My heart is in families actually. And I did this pivot to working with parents and families to helping them and empowering them to heal emotional pain, to grow a, a relational awareness through transformational programs that impacts generations. To me, that's my purpose. That is why I'm here. And so this was a really risky, felt risky, and yet amazing opportunity that I never would have given myself had this pandemic not happened. And it's been a challenge. And I've had to learn some things and I'm still learning some things. And that feeling of starting over is um, rather nauseating, sort of like jumping off a cliff and not sure if you have a parachute or not, kind of like that. Even though I knew what I was doing, was in response to my phone ringing off the hook starting March 25th with parents who were 
particularly moms who were overwhelmed by their increased workload now dealing with children at home. And then it started to ring off the hook again on April 7th when homeschooling started. And I thought, okay, Allie, there is definitely a need here. How about let's do this now? The reason I'm telling you this, and I see that we're live on Facebook now. So hello, Facebook as well. The reason that I'm telling you this is because if there were ever a time for us as business owners to really get clear on what our purpose is, the why, the why we do business, not, not how you do business or what you sell or produce, but the why it's now. You see, anybody can do well when the economy is working, when there isn't a pandemic in many cases. Again, there's lots of businesses who have grown and flourished in this time and good for you. And there's lots that haven't and are having to unfortunately close their doors or go on hiatus or dramatically shift the way that they offer their product or service for financial reasons, for lots of other um, protocols, things like that. This is the time for us to truly get back to why do you do what you do? You see, when there's a lineup out the door or your schedule is full of clients or you can't take any more clients just based on your availability, you're doing what you're doing. You're doing what you're doing and it becomes a little bit unconscious a little bit automatic that's how it was for me because i did what i knew how to do i knew how to grow a business i knew how to keep a full stack of clients in my business i knew how to pay my bills with that business and i knew how to help get clients the results that they needed even if it wasn't in the area that they thought they needed it because of course generally businesses thought it was financial I would get calls because financially the business had been struggling or the business owner was exhausted when really it was because the relationships weren't working. The culture, the culture wasn't working. I knew how to do that. That felt familiar. That felt safe. Well, I'm here to tell you that is not how I wake up every day. <laughs> it is a whole new world because I'm also choosing to restart a business all virtually and use online, not only because we're in a pandemic, but because I truly believe that is the way that I'm going to reach the most people and make the greatest impact in the world. And that has been an incredibly um, redefining, refining, core shaking experience. I won't kid you, there are days where I sit in front of my computer and have a good solid snot cry because some technology won't work or I don't know how to use a piece of technology that I'm learning how to use. <laughs> I can't seem to get the words that I wanna say in my head out in a social media post, in one of my newsletters that I send out to my tribe, in a blog, in I can't, I can't get it out or I get so far behind. I need to have these certain things done every day and they're new habits 
they're requiring new skills of me, new muscles. And, and I get so far, I get so overwhelmed and I have another good snot cry. That is not the way that we need to maintain our business. In this pandemic, this current situation, we don't need to live in survival. We don't need to live in fear and scarcity. And I'm very clear that that can sound very trite. So let me explain a little bit. Losing half my business was no small deal. That, that's how I knew how to pay my bills. And I don't say that with any disrespect to the clients who had to close or make the best choice for their business, which was to not work with me. <laughs> I have absolute respect for them. This is not about um, me dissing on them. They made the right choices. And you know what? This was a time for me to make the right choice for me too. And in this time, what I am learning for myself as I go back to my why, my purpose, why am I here? If this is going to happen, if this is happening, I can't control the pandemic, but I can control how I respond to it. And this is the opportunity that I'm given to create something that I've actually, no joke, have been trying to create for the last five to six years. In fact, just last December and January, I started telling people, please stop calling me a business coach. I'm not a business coach. I work with businesses, but I'm a relationship coach. That's all I've ever done. It just sounded safer and made more sense to call me a business coach. So I was already starting this change. And because of this pandemic, I am being afforded an opportunity that I, I apparently wasn't giving myself. I was doing what I knew how to do because it was familiar and that was safe and I knew how to do it. And so when I get back to my, my why and, the, the, and, and so how do I live in this time without living in fear and scarcity? When there's a real, there's a financial reality for me, and I know for some, for some people, there's a financial reality, you know, you have to lay people off. You can't have as many people in the business. I know a lot of business owners who are now the one of two employees that they can afford in the business right now with lower customer loads. It's changed how, how we participate in our business. And what I am learning for sure is that going back to my purpose, my why, number one, that helps me stay focused. And my why, my purpose is larger than my lack and scarcity thoughts. Lack and scarcity, fear and scarcity come from the partly the lizard side of the brain. And then there's also just the, like the data. I mean, there's the, there's the bank balance and that stuff comes from there. Purpose is a spiritual concept. Purpose lives in the brain at a level below language. And literally when we live from purpose, it can change, it changes uh, our dopamine levels, our serotonin levels, which are all happy hormones, positive hormones in the brain. And so what I'm learning is how, 
do I come from purpose so that I can live in the, in what is actually happening and yet create something even though there's this fear and scarcity going on. Okay. So purpose, why did you start your business? Maybe your business isn't one of these ones that's hit hard. Maybe your business had a little blip and, and you're one of the ones that are thriving. That's great. And I am sincerely happy for you. And I will still ask you, are you running your business from your purpose? What was the reason you started your business? And don't say make money. Make money is a function of being in business. It's not why you're in business. What was the why that had you be in your business? When you revisit that, because again, we don't have to pay attention to that when the, the debit machine is running and you know we're so busy running a business because it at least provides sufficient joy, happiness, place to spend our time and income to pay bills that we just don't have to ask ourselves that. When you get back to purpose, it helps do a couple things. I think it will remind you what it means to be in your business from a place of service instead of from a place of selling. And that's what I want you to do is go back, whether your business was hit or not, excuse me, happened to have an itchy nose just right at the right time. Go back into what does it mean for you to be in your business and serve? And I'm not saying don't charge people. I'm not saying work for free. That's not what I'm saying. What does it mean to be in your business and serve? That's coming from purpose. And when you ask yourself, what does serving look like now? Again, you may have shifted part of your offering, your product, your service, how you can do it, how many people in the building, all of those things. What does serving look like? I'm not sure if you're familiar with Simon Sinek. The, the Start With Why, excuse me, is his book. It's also one of the most popular TED Talks ever in history. It was in the 90s or early 2000, I believe, early 2000 in Portland. Um, if you search Simon Sinek, TED Talk Portland, it'll come up. And he's got his three circles. This is what I'm talking about. So what he's, what he's talking about is that People don't care what you do. They care why you do it. And you might say, well, Allie, nobody was asking me why I was in business before. They were just coming in the door and people were paying or people were scheduling appointments with me and, and spending time with me. And then they were paying me. They were never asking me why. What they cared about was their result. Whether that's a good sandwich or be feeling happier. Well, yes, <laughs> that might be true. Remember, purpose operates in the brain at a level below language. So even though they did care about the product or the service that you provided, there is something going on for them in their brain that has them choose you to get that product or service from and not your competitor. And that's purpose. That's your why. So this is a time to get down to the crux of what does it mean to serve? 
And I'll use this example in, again in my own business and, and this shift that's going on for me is I, yes, I was on purpose prior to this. I, I truly would come home and feel like I was making a difference. And not only was I making a difference for the business owner, and their financial and business goals. But because of the work I was doing in relationships and culture in the business, I also got to impact every single person that worked at that business. And guess what? When they were positively impacted at that business, they would go home and that would impact their home because they were happier. They felt more respected. They felt more appreciated. So I, I felt like I was serving. And, and the honest truth was I was not serving at a level from my core purpose. I was serving at a level that sort of was dancing around it. I was still serving, but was I right on the mark? No, no point in beating myself up over that. It just was, and I knew it. I also wasn't willing to take the risk or make a change and, and <laughs> so then I kept doing it. it. It wasn't the heart of my purpose. And so this pandemic has created an opportunity for, again, I, I didn't sit in navel gaze, you know, just like some people, I, you know, got a lot of big projects done around in my house in April. And through that time, I also felt like I was a caterpillar in a cocoon, literally fighting my way out. I knew I had to get out. I knew I had to get back to doing something for, for financial reasons, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And as I said, it was funny because I don't know what I didn't realize about this. It's funny in hindsight that my phone was ringing off the hook with these parents and, and trying to deal with their teenagers. And I've always been the go-to call for parents and teens. And I'm so passionate about parenting. I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face because I understand at a very personal level, what it's like to grow up in a dysfunctional, in a home with dysfunctional relationships and the pain and the trauma and the impact that had for me and the years of tenaciously pursuing freedom for myself and the intentionality I had about with the child, my children to break the chain and stop the legacy. And I'm passionate about that that's serving to me. I can feel emotion coming up and that I honor and I love because I know that's how I know I'm on purpose. And that is how I know that is the core seat of where I will serve from. So in this place where things feel really challenging, I would ask you to go back to how can you bet, how can you serve? Where do you serve from that? Why and why is kind of this elusive concept that I, that I kind of hate because it's so etherical and yet it's etherical and it, it's spiritual. Why is a, usually a very fundamental short statement that describes if you, could, if you could imagine your very best clients, okay, or your very best experience might not even have been in your work. Might be a little shift, something else. People come to you for it all the time and when they leave you, what is the fundamental shift that they've had? What's the fundamental experience they've had? It's an emotional, spiritual thing. That's what why is. And this Simon Sinek talk talks about you start with why. And this has been the opportunity to get back to why. My purpose 
is setting people free. It is at the core of everything I do because I, again, understand the pain of carrying emotional trauma and literally every single thing that I've done in my life and how that impacted it and how I felt trapped and drowning and frustrated like back in the cocoon and I couldn't get out until I sought my own healing to improve all of my relationships. And P.S. My parents aren't evil people. Okay. This whole personal development stuff just was not accessible back then. It wasn't known. And I am so different from my family of origin. They didn't know what to do with me. So that's why setting people free is so critical for me. So as I've gone back to this, this place that I can serve from, I ask you, what does that look like in your business? So I have an example for you. There's a restaurant here in Vernon who truly has flourished through this pandemic because they went back to their why. Now it didn't, for them, it didn't shift. They're still a restaurant. Okay. But the first thing they did is said, we're going to make meals for seniors because now organizations like meals on wheels and a number of other things weren't allowed to go into or meet the senior. And so there was all these seniors who had meals provided to them from third party organizations who were run by larger organizations that said, you cannot do this now. Well, all of these seniors were, didn't have food. So this restaurant said, we're going to serve those seniors. Now the restaurant owner is very connected to both his mother and his grandmother. And so this is his heart of giving is through food. And that was it. He said that we were going to do this. Now, number that meant they were allowed to keep some employees because he had people making these, the food that he would go deliver or his staff would go deliver. So he get to, got to keep his employees, but here's what ended up happening because he never said anything about charging anything. That's just what they were going to do. He got more thank you cards from people and thank you cards with people, including a hundred dollars and, and checks and $20 and $40 because he made serving so important that people ended up giving him the money that he had spent. And, and he continues to do this um, required to serve these seniors, particularly the people who weren't even allowed to go see their own parents in care homes and he was delivering food to them. Now, pandemic has loosened up a little bit enough that his restaurant is back open with, with all of the current regulations and policies. Guess whose restaurant is most busy? His is. Because he remembered why it was that he did what he did and the serving and, his, and that serving has helped to thrive and grow his business. He didn't struggle with how he could sell more in a pandemic and which let's face it. Okay. We all know when we try and sell stuff, right? What's the, <laughs> this is actually statistically proven. When I say cheesy sales, I bet I know what comes to your mind. Used car salesman, right? That's actually the, one of the first things people think of is a used car salesman, which is really sad because a lot of them are very high integrity and great people. Um, 
But when we try and sell something, especially when we come from this lack and scarcity, which I'll get back into, this lack and scarcity um, keeps us out of our purpose. And so when we give in, when we come from purpose to how can we serve instead of how can we sell, that's when we're most likely to thrive even in a very difficult, moving, fluid situation like now. He didn't ever ask himself how he could sell more. So he didn't end up getting that harsh, edgy, you know what I mean, harsh, edgy, inauthentic, salesy sort of feel. His business stuck with what it knew, what it did well, and it did it from a place of service. Okay, so that's the serving over selling. Now let's talk about how that also helps us mitigate the and lower that sense of fear or lack and of scarcity. When we live in lack and scarcity, so fear, okay, cannot live in the brain at the same time as creativity. They they are diametrically opposed. Your brain is either giving its energy and its blood flow to the fear side of the brain, or it's giving it to the joy, expansive creativity part of the brain. You please don't fool yourself. You, you can't do both. Okay. I got into the cocoon and I went straight to fear. I mean, my husband came home and his contract was, was over, um, which it normally, his contracts are normally over in March anyway bad timing. <laughs> and then my business goes down. So, you know, we had a lot of really serious talks at the table, like, okay, what does our finances look like? We were straight up with our teenagers and, and said, look, here's the deal. If, if we don't get another day of work, here's what we've got. Here's how long we can last. This is our plan. Here's plan A, B, C, D, you know, given that none of us really knew what things were going to look like. And it's really easy and I catch myself moment to moment some days from the snot cry to the happy, cheerful dance, having helped a client set themselves free. I know I'm kind of Jekyll and Hyde. I'm an extrovert. I'm a Gemini. It's okay. Not all of you are like that. And that is fine. Thank goodness. When I catch myself in this fear and scarcity, I know that my brain is moving away from why it's moving towards the what, just what, what has to get done? Get me a list. What do I have to do? What am I selling? What's the price? Just, it just goes straight to what, which is very transactional. It's very black and white. It can be very abrupt and you generally less authentic. When I anchor myself in this point of service, of serving, of helping, setting people free through healthy, respectful, lasting relationships. Because I'll tell you what, you can ask pretty much everyone in your life. This is my experience. We are, have our worst moments in the world and our greatest trauma and pain in relationships. We have our greatest joy, our greatest highs, and, and deepest love connections in relationships. <laughs> so there's both sides. And when I come from that place of my why and I focus on the contribution that I get to make 
I have a more expansive energy. I know this sounds kind of woo-woo. I have a more expansive energy. It actually does change how my brain is operating because then I can operate in the creativity side of my brain that is more expansive. There's more happy hormones there, right? There's more uh, oxytocin and serotonin over there. My, I can come up with better ideas. I am better at what I do when I operate from that open side of the brain. And that is what I do on a daily basis. I'm not kidding you. Three times a day. I'm actually in an accountability group to even help me out with that. Three times a day, I sit back and I do some breathing, four deep breaths in, four deep breaths out. While I'm doing that, I am reminding myself of my why and what I create from there. So I'm calling on that creativity side of my brain. Now what happens in the deep breaths, which also can sound kind of woo-woo, is that it's actually a physiological, uh, physiological exercise that has enormous positive benefits. What the deep breathing does is it calms our sympathetic nervous system so we can get into the parasympathetic nervous system, which that is the rest and digest state. It's, it's a calm rest state in the body, again, which, which I'm not in sometimes. I'm in that panic oh, place. And so those deep breaths, anchoring in my why, and coming from a place of serving instead of selling, is what helps me be as expansive as I can be to access the creativity that I need to create the business that I'm capable of, uh, of creating and help the number of people in the way that I want to help them. There is a human side of this. I have a monkey brain. I don't know if you have one, but mine goes back to, but Ali, the bank balance, but Ali, how are we paying the bills? But Ali, it, it's a very, it's very real. It's very real. And ignoring it doesn't help either. So there are days in my ugly snot cry where I am just honoring and acknowledging my fear. I honor and acknowledge my fear instead of shoving it down, pushing it away, invalidating it because that doesn't work. I mean, that just creates more trauma in the body. And I spend this time honoring, acknowledging the fear because by doing that, then I can move to move out of scarcity. But when I'm in that scarce place, like I said, I, the creativity has gone, can't access creativity. Everything I'm trying to do feels harder, whether it's, you know, typing out my blogs or I, like I said, a piece of technology I'm trying to learn or a new system and I can't get it to work. None of it works well. Everything takes me longer. I'm far less productive because I'm in panic brain. And so I am literally trying to do 10 things on my list at one time. I got to get them all done. I got to get them all done. <gasps> my breathing gets shallower, which increases the stress response in my body. And I live in fear and scarcity. And I think more from a place of selling, which is inauthentic. It's harsher. It's got a bit of an edge. And it's more about serving is about what can I give? Selling is about what can I get? And that's what happens when I go into a fear state. 
And I struggle with myself every day because there's this reality I have to pay attention to, but I'm trying to create something that is so much bigger and so much more meaningful. And so there's a lot of days I feel not just Gemini, but a little bit schizophrenic. And that just is what it is. I am loving myself through the process. I have also gotten a ton of support. I've, I've you know, done what I can to get as much support as I can to help me stay in that creative place, actually like functionally help me, like people who know what they're doing more than I do. Cause I'll tell you what I would have told you. I knew what I was doing. Hell no, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> no, I didn't. People who understand the technology, people who understand the processes that I need to go through people. I've, I'm getting the support that I can, this accountability group that I'm in, which keeps me breathing and remembering that, that place of serving of contribution and then staying in creativity and expansiveness as opposed to selling what am I getting and fear and that it actually shuts the brain down what is what fear does so as my breathing gets shallower my cortisol adrenaline rises uh, which is well adrenaline is a good starting point if you want to get super motivated go 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 the problem is it fizzles out pretty quickly and then cortisol rises. And in, when you're in that stress place in the brain, it's very difficult to focus for long periods of time, really connect to the work you're trying to do in that time, come from a heart place and create the kind of quality or impact that, that you want. That is why this particular time I think is in many ways a gift, not only because am I making a, I mean, I suppose to the outside world, it looks like I've started a whole new business. And that's what's funny to me because in the inside, it's like, no, I've always been a relationship coach. That's all I've ever really been. I'm just going out and saying it now. Uh, and some people, you know, other people on the outside who don't know me as well go, wait a minute, you were a business coach and now you're a relationship coach? How did that happen? Fair question, for sure. I get it. This is an opportunity for us not only to get back to why we do what we do, the impact, the way that we serve, the way that we contribute. And again, uh, this restaurant example, it's, he, he wasn't going to make a single penny. In fact, he was going to spend thousands of dollars making hundreds of meals every week to take to seniors who needed food, good, healthy food. He never once asked for a penny, not one time is he ever asked. And it's only because of him serving seniors whose family couldn't get to them or for whatever reason that these thank you letters with all of this money coming in has happened that actually has paid the bills. And he never once asked people to help pay his bills. That's what the opportunity right now is. I know for a lot of business owners, you are working twice as many hours as you ever worked because you're now not only a business owner, but you are one of the employees in the business. And that can make this type of reevaluation very challenging from merely a time perspective and a number of minutes in a day for other people. They have less work than what they've ever had, which can be frightening. I understand. And that's a time to really sink into the why why are we doing what we do? What was the contribution that you set out to make? Get, get back to that and then see how that can frame the way that you currently offer your, your product or service. 
it's also an opportunity for those people who have <clears throat> somewhat myself, I wouldn't say I'm a massive innovator, but there has been people woo, who have gone creative bananas and have completely innovated either within the same industry or they've found a niche or a need that just didn't exist before or didn't exist in the, at least a way that you could monetize it and are serving wildly and being wildly successful. That's also a why. Now you might say to me, well, Ali, like that's just entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurialism. That was seeing a need and there's an opportunity and so you go after it. That's dollars and cents. What does that have to do with why? Yeah, for sure, fair question. Here's my stance, doesn't have to be yours. No business ever exists without a why. There's always some version of service in the moment that that business is sparked that's at the foundation of why the business exists. Yes, it may have been forgotten. It may never have been conscious. And it may be all about dollars and cents and transactions. The problem is transactions don't sustain us. I know from a dollars and cents perspective, you go, yeah, well, watch my credit card machine. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Transactions do not sustain us. They are black and white. They are give and get. That's selling. Selling is good when it's good. And when it's lacking and we go out trying to give people something so that they will, we can get something that is inauthentic and it won't, it won't, you won't thrive there. It eventually won't feel good either to the people that you are selling to or eventually to you. That is why serving is relational, not transactional. Transactions run on a balance sheet. There's plus minuses. It's an equation. Relational relationships are far less linear. They don't have equations. They don't have plus minus signs. Well, okay, they have plus minus signs, but the equation is far longer and there's brackets and all this other stuff and exponents and they're far more complex. And it's when we come from a place of serving that relational businesses last, relational businesses fill us, relational businesses that are so clear on their why and their contribution and how they serve those attract people even in hard times like now those attract people and that's what i've seen in my community for sure the businesses who have focused on in the hardest time probably the most counterintuitive time they have focused on how can i serve and what will what will be the most meaningful way to, to my what like what's the product with which I will do my why? <laughs> Did that make any sense? I think so. Those are the businesses, oh, sorry, little stray hair there. Those are the businesses who are thriving in this time because they are more concerned about how they serve and exactly what they can do with that level of service and they're going there. And those are the people that as our, as our, 
community or area, geographic area at least, is opening up again slightly, those are the people, um, those are the businesses who are attracting the customers. This won't last forever. This won't be forever. Thank goodness, right? This is, this is now. This is right now. This is what we know right now. And we're all, you know, I think we're all doing our part and we're all doing it in a way that I hope is as respectful to yourself as it is to other people. And not like we see it as on Facebook, just saying that's another reason that I should always be in the relationship business because wow, there are some very hurt, angry, afraid people out there. And there's nothing wrong with being angry and afraid. It becomes toxic when you do it on other people. When you bleed on people because you haven't healed your cuts, when you cut other people because you are still so hurt and they had nothing to do with that, that is one reason why I will continue to do what I do. Anyway, I, this is a time where this isn't gonna last forever. We're all doing our part, we're doing what we can. And so the opportunity is, that, that's what I wanna know from you is what's the opportunity in right now? If this ends in three months, if this ends in six months, what will you look back and say that you got out of this time? Even if, if you're the business who, let's say you're not the business necessarily who, who unfortunately experienced some very negative consequences. Maybe you're the business who, yeah, meh, it's been business as usual. Or maybe you're up there, it doesn't matter. Anywhere on that continuum, what did you get out of this time? Because there's a gift in this time, whether this has been a blip on your radar or not, and either you're going to choose to see it or you're going to dig and look for it or you're not. And I think because we're so habitual as humans, we are literally so habitual. I mean, there was a very real grieving process that went on in our personal lives, in our, in our business lives, in our communities, our provinces, our families when the way things were weren't happening anymore like two-year-old i want it to be the way i want to be it <laughs> i want it to be and it wasn't that way anymore and that was a very real grieving process and whether you have allowed yourself that grieving process because it was one or not this won't be forever this is going to change and the two things I want you to get most out of that is what is the gift in now, even if it's temporary and literally the way it is now and the gift that in now, and it ends when the world goes back to, well, I hate to do this, but normal, I'm going to put that in air quotes because I, who, what, I don't know what normal is anymore. What is the gift in now? Because when you can see it and you can appreciate it, you can amplify it when you don't see it. You can't appreciate it and you can't amplify it. I don't know what amplifying it looks like. I don't know. It might just be you with you. It might be within your business and maybe within your, your customers. I don't know. But why not take that opportunity? What is the gift in now? And the second part of that is what is the gift in right now? What has been the opportunity in now, including going back to your why? or having a looking at that, 
that you will leverage or use in some way going forward. What will you use? Again, let, let's say uh, today's Wednesday. Let's say on Monday. Let's say on Monday, you find out by four o'clock today that on Monday, the world is going back to normal. Are you going to go back to running crazy busy? And maybe you're still crazy busy. I don't know. But is it that level of running crazy busy where you're, you're just selling what you're selling and changing and you're, you know, getting product or, you know, your service and you're learning and you're taking as many clients as you can. Are you going to go back to that transactional way of living or being or being in, being in business? Or is there an opportunity that comes from this and understanding your, where you, why you serve, what's your why that you can translate into Monday that would have your business not only be a richer place to work in, to own, if you're the business owner, but it would certainly be a richer place to deal with as a customer. That's the opportunity in today or in, in, in this right happening right now. And again, this isn't going to last. It, this is going to eventually move on and our world will go back to some version of whatever that looks like. In many ways, I hope it doesn't go back to normal because I, I can't remember the Brené Brown quote. Maybe um, Shauna will help me and we'll put it below this uh, on Facebook that there, we're never going back to normal. Normal was there was a lot of parts of normal that were very toxic. And I, and that's the, I guess, another opportunity is what are we learning right now? I mean, let's face it. We we've had some dramatic change in the way that we live on technology, which as I said with Facebook and yay, 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 a lot of people, you know, we have elections going on. We've had the whole black lives matter movement. We've had, and other social movements that are happening at a time when we're more connected. So what are we going to take from that? And what does that have to do with you in your why? So that when this pandemic is over, you are in a, the richest place that you can be in from a mental and emotional health perspective, let alone your bank account, I hope. Of course, I hope that for you. So let's not, let's not forget as hard, if this is a hard time or challenging time for you, it's not going to last forever. This is going to go forward that for me, I have never seen more need for relationship work in this world ever. And I am going to, I am answering that call. I am answering that call. I have, I, I will create an online business where I can serve many more people and get this relationship work out to empower people to set them free. I, I will do that. I am doing that. That's my gift in this. And to go back to my why, to remember why I serve instead of why I sell, because serving is about what I give and selling is about what I get. That's, I'm going to leave you with that. I thank you so much for spending this time listening. It's been an interesting time for me. That's for certain. If you have any questions, 
at all, or you're interested in some of the parenting and family programs that I am creating, my website is www.alliepain.com. That's A-L-Y-P-A-I-N. You can find me on social media, Instagram at AllyPain, TikTok at AllyPain. I've had a couple of videos that have gone viral there. I now have a massive teen following, which I love. And on Facebook, I am at AllyPainFierce, Fierce Love, Straight Wow, I don't even know at Allie Payne, straight talk, fierce love. <laughs> Why? Because I just made it complicated. I don't know. Anyway, that's what I've got for you for today. Thank you again so much. And if you have any questions, place them below in the comments and I tag me in them and I would be happy to, to answer them or support you in your thought process. I wish you all well, stay healthy and stay connected.